Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who is happy as a hot dog, my friendly, frank, loving friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Well, I just can't seem to get healthy, but I'm very happy to be here, as always, and uh, I'll put my best foot forward, which does not involve me eating a hot dog. I, I do not like hot dogs. They do not agree with me, sir. So have you ever had a friendly Frank, or is that term new to you? Uh, that is a new new term, I think, to me. Um, I stay stay clear of all hot dog things. Gotcha. It, uh, not good for me. For the two listeners who care, a friendly Frank is a hot dog by friendlies. They call it the friendly Frank. Uh, it's just a hot dog and fries. So uh, there you go. All right. Um, a friendly Frank might be something new to you, but something not new to you is our guest today. Uh, that's right, James B. I'm pleased to welcome back to the podcast, fresh from her two-hour YouTube special, our friendly friend Sarah. We are downright giddy to have you join us. Uh, I hear you are under the weather, though. Yes, I am. I'm glad to be back. Um, but uh, I I'm actually very interested in the hot dog thing because I have a hot dog <laughs> costume that I may or may not be wearing right now. Um <laughs> I did not see a hot dog costume on your two-hour YouTube special. Uh, it had nothing to do with Spider-Man, uh, or so I thought. Uh, so it did not make mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a good thing we're here to clean up that stuff. You need to learn a little bit more about the Marvel team-up, Sarah, and there's no better time than the present. So, from November of 1975, Marvel team-up 39 featuring Spider-Man and the Human Torch in Any Number Can Slay by Bill Mantlo. Busima and Mike Esposito and Sarah, why don't you do the summary for these? All right. All right, we start off on a rooftop in New York during the scorching month of August. A mysterious gunman is ready to shoot Spider-Man to get his well-deserved payback. At the same time, a child comes to the rooftop to feed the pigeons and sees Spider-Man. The child, nicknamed Mosquito, shows Spider-Man his pigeons. The mysterious gunman shoots, and Spider-Man assures both his and Mosquito's safety. However, one of the pigeons has been caught in the crossfire and is dead. Yep, good old Marvel team-up. Never afraid to name a new character, or in this case, a pigeon, and then just kill them cold. Uh, something you never see in the main title. Eddie, would I be wrong if I said that Amazing Spider-Man is rated PG, but Marvel team-up is rated R? Marvel team-ups does kill off more people in general, kind of nonchalantly but in the amazing spider-man i mean we had peter parker say let me show you how much i missed you mary jane and he closes the door so mm, okay uh, but maybe he, a pg-13 for both of them but he closes the door i mean we didn't have a <laughs> we didn't have a bondage cover in the amazing spider-man like we did in marvel team up but We'll, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, Sarah, why don't you continue? Uh, we'll finish this debate another time, Eddie. We cut to the fantastic car being lassoed, flipping it, causing Johnny Storm to fall out. The man with the lasso turns out to be none other than Montana from the Enforcers. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the same mysterious gunman, Montana's boss, shoots at the torch with a gas designed to snuff out his flame. Torch continues to fight with his fists. <laughs> but gets kicked down by Fancy Dan. Ugh. And the boss ends up knocking out the torch and Montana ties him up with asbestos ropes, which the torch cannot burn through. The bait for the trap to catch Spider-Man has been set. Okay, Eddie, go ahead. <laughs> this is all you. 
Uh, well, their partner, he's back. It's true. He has finally emerged out of the ashes of um, the past uh, enforcers. Montana, let me just note his first attack is a successful attack, James B. He, he lassos the fantastic car out of the air. <laughs> 200 plus comic books, he's never lassoed Spider-Man, but sure. <laughs> you got the fantastic car out of the air. So I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, hey, lost in this whole Enforcer conversation uh, is the fact that uh, they talk about that Ox is uh, dead. You remember Ox, Eddie? He could I, eat an apple while fighting? I found him to be very powerful. So I, I can't believe Fancy Dan and Montana aren't a little more torn up about this. But well, what I will tell you that nothing in the Spider-Man world stays dead except for Uncle Ben. Uh, Sarah... What happens, uh, what happens after you find out that Ox is dead? We jumped to Spidey swinging around and thinking about who the mysterious gunman might be when Spider-Man sees some gang members that are unloading a casket with air holes. They set down the casket and out walks the big man who has been the boss all along. But Frederick Foswell has been dead for years. I believe that was Amazing, one fi- or Amazing 52. Correct. Uh, very, good. Yep. very good. James B., do you remember uh, Foswell? Yeah, I remember... When Fred Frosrell breathed his last, he died a hero. <laughs> and then I think J. Jonah, two panels later, puts out an APB that Spider-Man's a menace and should be captured. But Forgets about Foswell very quickly. Yes, yes, very quickly. <laughs> uh, speaking of forget, let's skip the conclusion of the story before we forget what's going on, Sarah. Montana and Fancy Dan open the coffin to expose the human torch inside, and the big man starts the bidding. Spider-Man webs up a gangster takes his clothes and walks up to the coffin and breaks open the glass and frees the torch. All of a sudden, we see the Sandman and Crime Master, who was killed by police in Amazing Spider-Man number 27. Hmm. Uh, last time we saw the Crime Master was, uh, what was it, issue number 27, right? We just said that. Uh, he's with the Sandman here. Anybody remember who he worked with last time? I would like a clue. Well, okay. Uh, I would say the Goblin. You are correct, James B. It was the Green Goblin in uh, issue 26 and 27. And when he worked with him, there was a strange partnership that the Crime Master had with the Green Goblin. Um, Somebody tell me which answer is correct here. The the Crime Master had Harry Osborn held hostage, which kept the Goblin in line and working with the Crime Master. Or um, they both knew each other's secret identities. Or the goblin uh, held the rackets while the crime master was in charge of all the gangs. Uh, I want to say they both knew each other's identity. I, I agree with Sarah. You are correct. It was a strange double jeopardy for them that they constantly kind of parried off uh, each other um, as they went through that issue. I can't wait to figure out who the crime master's identity is here because he got killed, right? I was wondering why in 1975 between... The Amazing Spider-Man Marvel Temp. We have all these dead characters coming back. Uh, is there more cloning going on? <laughs> I guess it's. I guess it's possible. I, did they all give samples to the Jackal? Um, I did think it was interesting how um, when Spider-Man took the gangster's clothes, like he's. You could still see he's wearing his full. Ma- like obviously he's wearing his full mask, and like nobody <laughs> has anything to say about it at all like he frees the torch in this like in his costume in another costume and no one says anything i just thought that was really surprising 
there's not too many people in the room, right? Wouldn't you think they'd notice another guy showing up with a Spider-Man hand, I guess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I, I presumed it was more to help the reader understand that was Spider-Man in the costume as opposed to it was that blatant for the criminals. But I understand, yes, it did look kind of silly. <laughs> well, I like when he has his hat on. James B., why don't you tell us what happens to uh, all these different characters that have returned? All right. Well, the second book today is from December of 1975, Marvel Team-Up 40, featuring Spider-Man and the Sons of the Tiger in Murders Better the Second Time Around by Bill Mantlo, Busima, and Mike Esposito. We returned from the last issue with an all-out brawl with the Sandman, the Crime Master, Fancy Dan, Montana, the Big Man, and some gangster hoods who are trying to take down Spidey and the Torch. We cut to a kung fu school where two guys named Lynn and Robert are practicing martial arts with each other. During a break, Lynn and Robert and some others we've just met begin talking about strange noises they've been hearing from the deserted building next door and decide to go check it out. We find out that they are a team called the Sons of the Tiger. Eddie, do you recall the other day our friend uh, JVD sent us a recorded question? I do remember him sending the recorded question, but uh, give me the details about what it was at. Well, JVD has that podcast um, with the deadly yes. fists of kung fu or something uh-huh. like that. I I should get the name correctly. But, Eddie, the Sons of the Tiger are a Jerry Conway creation from the deadly hands of kung fu. And this short-lived group will have an impact on Spider-Man in the future with the White Tiger storyline in probably about a month for us. Um, but... Let's see what happens when a quartet of martial artists run into two mob bosses fighting already over who gets to kill Spider-Man. So, Sarah, please continue. Meanwhile, Lotus and Lynn find the big man and the crime master fighting over who gets to kill Spider-Man. I particularly love how Spider-Man asks if he has a say in this. He's like, hey, what about me? Uh, They free the torch and Spidey. Spidey's as happy as a hot dog. Uh, I thought maybe that was his favorite meal, as he can carry it and swing at the same time. Uh, And then the brawl continues. The crime master throws a gas bomb at our heroes, and they all get away while Spidey and the gang escape the gas. The torch decides to take off and check the fantastic car before his date later. James B., what did you think about this epic brawl? Yeah, this was a very complicated fight. At least six named good guys, because there were four members of the Sons of the Tiger running around. Uh, right. I think three plus Lotus. Uh, and there was five named villains all in one fight. But I was really trying to figure out this love triangle with Lotus and Diamond and Lynn. Yeah, they reference very not subtly, actually. (laughs) Uh, We get a lot of information about the Sons of the Tiger group here. And in the panel, you can see them, like, looking off into the distance, like, watching them (laughs) walk away. I thought it was ridiculous that Torch is just like, peace out, guys, I gotta go check the car, I have a date. Uh, Like, in the middle of a fight. Right. Like, we just got gassed out of this warehouse. Yeah, Sarah... Your comic is The Amazing Spider-Man, which is the main title. Sarah, this is Marvel team-up. So the Torch, he was the guest star in the last issue. So, <laughs> right, Eddie? Right. He, there, could, there could only be so many heroes that are in a Marvel team-up. You know, I think he's just covering for the fact that he's pretty tired. 
I mean, he got knocked out and caged in a coffin and then had to have an epic brawl. I want to back up here for a second because I wasn't making a joke and I thought, Eddie, you understood. So I'm going to have to maybe talk to both you guys. Like legitimately, the book is supposed to be the sons of the tiger and Spider-Man and Torch was carried over from the previous issue the minute he's freed he really like leaves like get out of here you're no longer part of this issue eddie this is very common i guess i guess it is we, we saw it with um they free, they free valkyrie and nighthawk and you know nighthawk. i'm just saying anytime a character is carried into the next issue they immediately bail and uh-huh. go oh i don't need to be here anymore how many times have you seen johnny storm just say sorry I got to go. I have a date. Like He's done this exact line in Marvel team up to us before. He's just bailed on the, the whole world at stake. And he's like, nah, I got to go. Cause it's, he's not part of it anymore. Yeah, I, he's not the guy that Spider-Man's teamed up with. Correct. Right. He's, he has to leave. He's not, if he's not in the title, he has to leave right there. And then no matter how ridiculous it is, but yes, Sarah, you're correct. It's stupid that he's like, well, sorry. I'm sorry. There's a big fight going on. I got better things to do, but it's not his book anymore. You know, I never thought of it like that because I don't read a lot of Marvel team-ups. So <laughs> why wouldn't it, you do that? <laughs> it's it's just interesting because you're right. On the cover, it's the Sons of the Tiger, and I when you said that, like I had like a light bulb moment. Oh, now that ridiculousness makes sense because he is no longer the team up of the book. Right, and the I mean the books we just did with Kevin Ewing at the on the last podcast. Uh, Frankenstein's monster does carry into the next issue, but he gets, he's still in the title. It says Spider-Man and Frankenstein's monster, you know, and -and so-and-so like they're all in the title still, but it didn't give the human torch credit for being in this book. So gotta go. Uh, Speaking of gotta go, let's keep going with the summary here. The gangsters go into the tiger son's headquarters and the crime master wants to kill him now, but the big man orders that the only death tonight will be Spider-Man's. The crime master has had enough of the big man and shoots him. Spider-Man jumps in to rescue the Tiger Sons, and together they defeat the Enforcers and Sandman. It's so strange to me. This Crime Master is so similar to the previous Crime Master uh, in everything that he does. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of things. Um, uh, He tries to auction off Spider-Man. He gasses Spider-Man. He shoots someone and kills them. And he uh, he works with another villain. I don't remember him killing anybody in 27, but I could be wrong. You know, that was the hardest one for me. He he actually kills a mob boss in issue 20, uh, 26, actually, I think it was, or 27, one of the two. Sarah, why don't you finish up this issue and we can talk about it a little more. Well, the crime master turns out to be Nick Lewis, who is the original crime master's son. The big man turns out to be Janice Foswell, Frederick Foswell's daughter and the love of Nick's life. Oh, (laughs) he shot the love of his life as such a sad ending. Before, Before we do the ending here um let me jump in and knock off our sponsor because we're a bit in and then we'll have some time left over we can could we can talk about this exciting ending is that okay we we wouldn't want to forget that james b eddie a lot of celebrities 
pay near college tuition rates to send their kids to the best high schools in the country. Some are tiny Catholic all-girls schools and some are larger French-inspired schools. Did you know that, Eddie? I did not know that. <laughs> Tell oh, <yeah>. me more. <laughs> well, you don't know that. You probably don't even know where celebrities will send their kids to college. Well, <laughs> there are many good options, but there's only one college where you could send your kids and they can prove to you that they appreciate you for doing it. That's right. At Revenge University Hitman Instruction Multicultural, we honor your parents who've lost their lives due to tragedy. Now, we teach an understanding of Latin and Asian cultures. We'll teach you how to disguise yourselves and we'll teach classes so you will never forget your lost relatives, Eddie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they also teach classes on getting back at those responsible for your parents' untimely deaths. <laughs> At Revenge University Hitman Instruction Multicultural, uh, or for short, we'll call it Are You Him? Uh, we will teach you how to infiltrate the underworld gangs and kill pigeons, for example, as you work your way up to the ultimate revenge. Uh, we also have a top-rated women and gender studies program, but revenge will be taught until you are satisfied you have caused the death of those responsible for the death of your loved ones. By the way, generous financial aid packages, including scholarships covering 50%, that's right, 50% of tuition uh, and room and board with a strong SAT and ACT scores. Revenge University Hitman Instruction Multicultural. Come for the African drums, come for revenge, and leave with a 97% placement rate within six months for jobs in your major. Eddie, would you consider sending your children to Are You Him so that they can get the education they deserve and possibly you could have the peace you deserve? Well, I, what kind of majors are at this uh, university? It, it sounds a little kind of ominous. Uh, it sounds a little diverse, of course, is what you wanted to say. <laughs> I mean, the copy here does say they have a top-rated women and gender studies program. Um, obviously, they have Asian cultures. Uh, they have disguise. Uh, Latin killing pigeons, getting revenge, African drums. <laughs> Pigeon you know, killing. Well, wow. well, as we as we saw in our story today, um, the the two characters they they met in college, correct? They did, didn't they? Yes. Yes, yes. And the reason that you know you think it's a coincidence that they would just both happen to meet at a college and then happen <laughs> to go back and try to get revenge their parents. Uh, do do you think that their parents are happy that? you know, they're avenging their deaths. I I think Foswell went straight and he's not happy about um, his daughter here. Well, she didn't actually avenge his death. To be honest. <laughs> she did fail, didn't she? But Eddie, she if tried really hard. <laughs> so Sarah, uh, I, I know right now you don't currently have any children, um, but would you consider sending them to uh, Are You Him? Yeah, you said a 97% uh, Place. for getting into your job field. Yeah, Within six I think months. That's, right. an, that's an impressive stat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and you could, again, I don't, this could be African drums or revenge, but just the fact that you could be you could be placed there. Yeah, so that, Eddie's always like, oh, there's hitmen. It's like that you don't, your kids don't you have know. to go there for that particular field, Eddie. Uh, they, the, but they, think they, of the friends they'll make. <laughs> there could be, but there will be people going there in the Hitman major. I think it'd be very, know... very valuable to have friends that are in the Hitman major. <laughs> auto Eddie, an auto mechanic would be good to have as a friend. A Hitman, there's a lot of jobs. Mm -hmm. You like, I wish I knew someone who was good with, you know, mm -hmm. getting revenge, right? Well, you know, I, I think I'll let Sarah consider this for her children, if if they ever occur. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people that go there. Uh, the Kangaroos kids go there. Um, Miles Miles Warren has a granddaughter there. I know that. Um, I think the Grizzly has someone there. There's a lot of people that go to the school. So, you know, just popular. Kid, yeah, hopefully your kids uh, can convince you to go there. But uh, let's go back to the, the book here where we have a little bit of time. And um, what did you think of this ending, Sarah? I was really surprised that uh, the big man turned out to be Janice. Like I had, well, same thing with Nick, Nick too, uh, the crime master's son. I just did not see that coming. I had no clue who either of them would be. And then to find out that they were in love with each other, or at least Nick was in love with Janice. I don't know if it says that she was in love with him back, but um to see that it's like whoa okay that was a twist i did not expect it's so strange to think about the like a second generation of villains and then like i was talking about um earlier the crime master is just he's the same he must have really studied his uh father's crime master career because he uses all the same ploys that his dad did when he was fighting spider-man and trying to run all the rackets it is. It was very surprising. Perhaps they took the same classes. Um, <laughs> Eddie, uh, you you had a comment here. There was a lot of characters in this book. Uh, why, why wasn't this a giant size? Is that what you wrote? Yeah, I I thought this would be an excellent giant size. No, sure, but how would you? Yeah, it would be a good giant size. Well, I I, guess. Guess, I just I thought. The problem here is the one we talked about earlier with Marvel team-ups only really having one person to team up with. Whereas a giant size or an annual, I mean, this feels like an annual to me or something of that nature. And, you know, particularly having the five-punch ending to the Sandman. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kevin, for telling me to expect the mega punch from all the heroes on the villain at some point. I guess my thought is, why don't we just have some good Marvel team-ups and not try to make everything into a, you know, the giant size have been pretty awful lately. True. I mean, once in True. a while, they, there has been an okay one lately, but they're they're pretty bad. So I don't think it's, I think the giant sizes are more unrelated stories is the reason. Like this is, you know, they're not just like, let's just quickly throw something random. True. Actually, you know, even though I'm saying that, let, let's be honest. I mean, Dracula's in a giant size, Frankenstein's <laughs> monsters in a Marvel team-up. Yeah, tomato, tomato. It's it's probably the same thing. Well, this just it felt so much like a Spider-Man comic because we have so many Spider-Man villains in this book, um, and heroes with you know Johnny Storm. Well, those uh those sons of the tiger there, they're going to be used here and there occasionally moving forward. They they all find places in the Marvel universe at some level, even just silly little one-off areas. So they're they'll be back to it. You know, they'll be back. Have they Just appeared like anywhere else, or is this their, their first? Appearance? Their first appearance is in the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu issue one. They're the okay. they're the ones wow. who like launched the title, and they've already teamed up with Shang Chi and Iron Fist. So, and oh. they'll yeah, and and they'll be together for a little while, and then, uh, I mean, honestly, I think that I think the breakup happens because of the I think the romantic triangle causes a breakup. Uh -oh. and, and then they and then they go their separate ways and one character becomes someone so else and someone else goes a different direction and then two of them go off to a different city and the, you know so they but I do know that their breakup is going to cause them to uh, throw away their powers essentially 
they're they're I don't really want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but they're powered because uh, one of them's name is Lynn. I mean, I don't know if you can tell the multicultural thing because I know you're not into the multicultural college we just offered you for the sponsor. One of them <laughs> hey. is one of the boys is Chinese and one is black and one is white, you know. And one of them has the Chinese guy has like the tiger head, and the other two guys have like these tiger claw pendants. And together, when they put them together, there could be like one superpower. And that, so they they kind of dispose of them, and then they're found by someone who's going to be called the White Tiger, who we'll see in oh. uh, the we'll see him in the Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man um, book, which again in our world is about like you know seventeen or so issues away. So it's it's coming, not far off. Nobody's got anything to say about the. I just find it, the similarities here so like. There's just so many similarities to past Spider-Man comics in this book. It's wild to me. Like Lin Wein really went back and did his research and said, "All right, well, if I'm going to write about the Crime Master, I'm going to make sure that the Crime Master, you know, is the Crime Master. He, he does a great job of portraying him just as he was before." So, so what you're saying is. He went back and read the previous issue and then. Yes. I, you know, we've just been getting so many inconsistencies in Spider-Man and otherwise. So I I really appreciate this book. Good. I, I didn't like the fight when I said in our feedback, that's a very complicated fight. It was a super complicated fight with people flying all over the place. I was like, uh, there's just so much going on that it was, I was just sort of almost like just turning the pages, like waiting for the fight to end and, you know, I it was just kind of crazy. And I mean, and, uh, and the fight was crazy, not the torch taken off during the fight. I mean, everything else is just crazy. <laughs> so, but all right. Well, Sarah, uh, we did joke a couple of times about the fact that you had this um, two hour YouTube thing. Uh, why don't you just uh, tell us what it was about real quick? Oh, yeah. So I uh, collect a lot of Spider-Man things uh, ranging from comic books to action figures to posters and things like that and um i had (laughs) had an expose uh showing off my collection um through the spider-man crawl space i set up everything that i owned that spider-man include like i had it off by sections like uh, kitchen things like cups and i have a spider-man welfare maker and a toaster and that kind of stuff and (laughs) action figures and comic books and all sorts of other things and we just went through that and talked about the collection and uh showed it off great i'll put a link to that in our uh the little information show notes that come with the podcast so people can click on that oh cool thank you such an impressive collection too it's just vast sarah if people wanted to give you some feedback after they watch your video where could they reach you Oh, absolutely. They can reach me on uh, Twitter at a spider underscore panel. And Eddie, where would people find us? You can email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at letsreadspidey. And now it's time to do the close. I'm James B. joined by Eddie and Sarah. And remember, listeners, if you have a hot date... And Spider-Man is trying to fight off the ghost of two fallen enemies, plus a Sandman, plus two-thirds of the Enforcers. Just fly off in the middle of the fight if you're not in the title of the issue. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
you know, you don't seem to know a lot about hot dogs, so I'm going to have to <laughs> call someone in who does. Um, that was a terrible segue. 